Hi there, it's Jen from the Girl Brave Podcast. Today on the show, we have G, who is an artist from Nova Scotia, Canada. She won a contest to illustrate the book, The Purple Rules. And you'll never guess how she entered her submission. So take a listen and find out here on the Girl Brave Podcast. Hello, G. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for being on the Girl Brave podcast today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. How old are you and where do you live? I am 15 years old and I live in Nova Scotia, Canada. What's the weather like in Nova Scotia today? Cloudy. Very cloudy. (laughs) Have you lived there your whole life? Yep. Well, I actually, I lived in PEI for a bit, but mostly Nova Scotia, yeah. I have a friend that I went to grad school with who's also from Nova Scotia, so. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I know that you won an art contest to illustrate a children's book called Purple Rules by David Geyer. How did you first hear about that contest? Um, I'm afraid it's not a very... uh how should I say, exciting story. Like I I was literally, quite literally just scrolling through Instagram and I saw an ad. So I just joined and I didn't think too much of it at first. It was like a worldwide contest or whatever. And like, what did you think about when you applied? Did you think, oh, this is not going to happen or this could happen or maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I'm not good enough or I'm going to win it. I don't know. I mean, it's, it was, I think I was a little, I was, I was probably, I was bouncing between being uh, very, very confident and being very, very not confident, I guess. Like I, 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 I'm kind of one of the only, uh, one of my peers, I guess, that I found that liked art around here. Cause I live in a very small place with like three, like 300 kids from grade primary to grade 12. So. Oh, I didn't realize it was that small. Yeah, it's very small, very small. And there's even smaller, like around my area. So like a very, very small place. And I, we didn't even really have art class much. Like we did some, we had like crafts built into other classes, but. So how did you get into art? When did you start drawing? Uh, I've always liked writing stories. I think it started with that. And then I wanted to start drawing pictures for the stories. And I've always loved like movies and shows. So I I basically just copied off pictures at first and like started making my own stories. And I actually have over 50 sketchbooks now filled for over the past uh, four years, I think, or five. Wow. I would love to see some of those pictures. That sounds amazing. That's dedication. Do you have that constant need to draw in your body? Yes. yes, definitely. I've drawn every day probably for the past five years. Like, and it's it's both <laughs> it's both a, a wonderful thing and an awful thing. For for example, I was pushing it a bit lately, uh, and now I my I can't draw for. I haven't been able to draw for three weeks because of a repetitive strain injury, I think. So So you've been drawing so much that now your wrist is has pain in it and you can't draw anymore for a while? 
I, yeah, I got to give it a rest so it heals so I don't get anything worse. But it, oh yeah, learning, that's a big learning curve for this year was uh, learning to take care of myself a bit better and learning how to take breaks. So how many, how, what does that look like? How many hours a day are you, were you drawing when that, when this happened? I have no idea. I mean, I've been doing it for like, I would say I've been doing it about the same for a while. Like, again, like five years straight, probably an hour or two a day, maybe. Yeah. And like, when I was working on Purple Rules, I would say, oh, I don't know, it was it, it, the, the setup I used to illustrate that digitally was a lot harder on my wrist. And I actually got an, uh, I had a very similar thing happen. Like the first day I was working on Purple Rules because I was like 12 hours straight trying to get as much work done as I could. And then I was out for two weeks. Wow. Well, I can't wait to hear about that process. But first, how did you find out you were a finalist? And what was that like? Um, so the finalists were decided by voting. So I told, like, I told my mom about it, like, hey, I found this contest, and she was like, that's so cool, and she shared it on Facebook, and like, it, as I said, it's a very small community, but the good thing about that is very tight-knit, and word spreads, like, so fast, so uh, it, 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 oh, there was a lot of sharing, and it was really intense, and there was, like, people who had, like, a thousand votes in the first, like, few days, and Oh God, it was, it was very, it was very, very tense for, and I don't remember much of like those days besides just being tense and excited and nervous. Yeah. Uh, and then when I found out it was like, oh my God, I don't know. It was very, very, very exciting. And it was like, wow, okay, this might actually happen. Are you always that competitive and like striving to accomplish what you wanted? So like for that example, you had to get all these votes. Does that appear in other parts of your life where you just like, I'm going to go for it. I have to do this and this and this. And, uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't have much experience with being competitive in the art field at all. I mean, it's something I'm very, very passionate about, Mm -hmm. but like, this is probably the first ever competition, I guess, that I've ever been in. Then after you were the finalist, then how did you find out that you won? What was the next step? <laughs> I, re- I remember once I found out I was, final- I-, I was a finalist, there was like four other people that were also finalists. And I actually made friends with one of them. She's really great. I'll have to mention her Instagram in a bit. I'll, I'll find it. Okay. But, um, and we were talking about how nervous we were. And like we were saying, like, basically, like, if I don't win, you got to win. Like, your stuff is so good. <laughs> and that was really nice. And so it, it wasn't so death throat competitive, but I found out, I remember the day I found out, like I, I thought we had to wait another day for them to decide. So I wasn't really expecting anything that day. And I was just watching, I think I was just watching something and I saw an email pop up that said like, congratulations. And I was like, oh my God. And I remember reading it and like, I I needed a moment to collect myself. And I went down to show my mom who's doing dishes. And like, I just, I didn't say anything. I just held up the email. And after she read it, she got very excited also. So that was pretty much that. That is so, so exciting. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. So what was it like in the process of illustrating a children's book? Uh, it was 
it was, they gave me a lot of freedom when it came to illustrating. So it wasn't that, I imagine with most professional gigs, you'd experience a lot more feedback and editing and like fine tuning, but, and working with Nikki and David was like amazing. They were, I couldn't have asked for better people to work with as a first professional project, I guess. Right. They were really, they're really awesome. Nikki especially was super helpful with any questions I had and like she helped she she provided me some like resources to uh get a handle on the basics and the, and there is 36 illustrations I think I'm not positive but what were some of those resources uh just a few blog posts by other author illustrators and like mostly more about the technical stuff of like like uh what what size the canvas has to be how you count for the bleeding that comes with printing and like uh, like technical stuff. Did you use an iPad or did you draw it by hand? I used an iPad. Um, I did thumbnails like on paper, like so. I, I did like little sketches of each one, like the little planning on paper, which is one of the things that I already had to to give them for as a finalist. All the finalists did their thumbnails of all the pages. I I looked through your submission. I was going through all of them until I found your name. And I love the little notes that you wrote next to it. I think you had like some some just explanation of thoughts and some other other things. Was it hard to communicate what your what you saw envisioned the whole book being looking like? Ah, well, I can't I can't say it was really difficult because I myself hadn't really planned out too much. Like I just I felt really like the the design of the king, for instance, like he just kind of came to me instantly. Like I saw him in my head as I was reading the script. I was like, okay, this is exactly what he looks like. I can tell. And like the main character, he's pretty, pretty easy too. And as it, as it went for the general style, I wasn't thinking of much in particular because I've never done anything like this before. So I wasn't really thinking about the style. I just knew I wanted to make it cartoony. Mm-hmm. What was one thing that you learned that surprised you? That surprised me. Um, hmm. Maybe about yourself or the process. Probably the part that uh, a you have to actually take care of your body when working, which big big lesson I learned. Uh, and second, that you actually need to know some technical stuff to make a children's book which I, I should have expected, but it, I had a, I think most of the challenges I had were technical ones. I, it was like, I had about seven illustrations done, I think. And I found out that I did it in the wrong format. So I had to completely redo all the illustrations again, which is not great when you already lost a week to an injury. You're on a month deadline you got a month left and you have like 30 some illustrations. So, but they were super awesome about it. And I got, I got a extension when it came really, uh, really close just so I could have more time to make everything the best. Yeah. How long do you normally get to illustrate a book? Like what was your timeline? Um, I don't know what it is standardly because I've, I've never done this before, but I think it was two months. I think. Do you feel like you planned it out like so many drawings a week in order to get there and then realizing that 
you had the size wrong? I did around the, I, I, I started doing that in the middle because I thought, because I'm, re- I'm usually really, really fast at drawing. So I just thought like, okay, I time the time limit will be fine for me. Like I, I was pretty confident I could do it, but uh, then the injury happened and then I realized that I need a bit more of a plan and I was really stressed about it because first ever paid gig for something like that. So I wanted to be doing it right and I wanted to have it on time and I wanted it to be good. So I, yeah, definitely lots of really important things. That that process seemed like you took it really seriously and you were very professional about it. Have you always been that kind of buttoned up professional wanting to get it right? Or, or was this kind of like your first experience with a paid gig that kicked you into that state? I, uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm very... I'm very unstructured, unstructured and unorganized. And I, what I would say is most things that I do, uh, like drawing for me has always been like, I've had stories that I'd build on, but I haven't really, I've never really done any professional project that I actually saw to the end and finished it. So it, it was a lot of learning how to be professional. And my mom helped a lot with that because I, she taught me stuff I need to know about being professional. And, uh, and I've, I've went to some leadership, like uh, I've done a lot of like leadership skill building uh, things before. So that kind of helped me a bit. And like, I, I was very, I was really trying to be professional. Yes, for sure. Did you feel a difference between when you're drawing for yourself versus for when you're drawing for a professional gig? And how are those different? How does it feel different? Uh, yes and no. I mean, the drawing part, I can still, the part I really like about drawing is that you get kind of lost in what you're working on and like you get into this good groove and like that, which is something I really enjoy about it. But also it feels more, it feels more, I don't want to say strict. It feels more like, it's like it'd be like writing a it'd be like writing an essay on something that you just liked wanted to write about versus having to do it for a school assignment like there's there's more things you're thinking about you're concentrating more on it and you're like because you're getting paid for it so you want to put more effort into it so I, I guess it'd be something like that like uh, same with like a baker who's baking a cake for themselves or baking for the bakery like yeah. I, I think I guess just that professionalism that's there and like definitely more focused and like I, I, I'm more likely to complete a project if people are depending on me to finish it or like I have a deadline because I don't usually set deadlines for myself. Yeah, I'm a I'm also an artist, but I do mostly graphic design for other people and those deadlines, they actually... I love deadlines because it gets, for some reason I can wait to the last minute and get it done and the inspiration comes at the last minute, but mm-hmm. it takes me a while to work up there, work up to that. So did you reinvest any of the money in some art supplies or what was it like when you got your paycheck? Uh, okay, so before before I went into the contest, I had no... I had no digital setup at all. Like I didn't have my iPad. I just had paper. And, and, and prior, 
I had just been uh, taking pictures of my sketches. Like if I wanted to color them, I would take pictures of the drawings and then color them in an app with my finger, which was not the most efficient way. And that's how I think a lot of people have started off like with free drawing apps, just using their finger and their phone. As, uh, an iPad's like $2,000 or something. And uh, that's conveniently how much money they were paying for that. So in my, when I was a finalist, I like, I, I made it clear to them that, uh, that I don't have digital supplies now, but if you hire me, I can, then I can get the stuff to make the final product. Luckily it wasn't a problem for them, which is great. Uh, so like all my entries and submissions for the original contest were all done on my phone, which took a while. Uh, but so pretty much right when I found out it was the day after I found out that I was in that I got it before I had the money. So right when I got the money, it was back into that because I had my grandma, my nanny buy it for me. I love how you took the initiative of just working with what you had and not mm-hmm. let that stop you from from trying to, to win the contest. Yeah, that was definitely a thought in my mind. Like I would like at first, I was like, how am I going to be able to illustrate an entire book just using my phone? I, I, I suppose I could have done it, but I, I, oh, that would, it's not something I'd want to do. So how often do you draw in your sketchbooks versus now drawing on your iPad? I, I definitely still work in my sketchbooks more than my iPad, just because I really like I'm very bad at committing to projects, so just getting those rough ideas out is a lot easier and quicker in a sketchbook. The iPad's so great for finished products, but I, I don't do much finished products. I, I haven't really committed to like a another project yet since the, the book. You need some downtime, right? Yeah, a little bit of downtime would be great. I'm trying to get into school, get back into school, and I'm trying to trying to graduate a year early to get into college faster, which is uh, filling up my plate quite a bit. So how does that work? You have to take, are you just taking extra classes? Pretty much. It basically, it's really, it's, it's quite the process. It, it, it's quite the amount of time to put in to explain it, but uh, it's basically, I just need to do some online courses and some grade 12 things and uh, through homeschool, which I'm doing right now, I'll, I'll get the equivalent to a high school diploma. So that that's all the college really cares about in terms of admission. So. And where do you want to go to college? Uh, Sheridan Animation in Ontario, uh, Toronto, I believe. Awesome. Well, I wish you luck. I'm sure you'll get there. Thank you. I was curious what programs you used for your iPod, iPad. Uh, I just, I mostly just use Procreate. Uh, I, all of the illustrations for the book were done in Procreate. What advice would you give to another artist your age about putting themselves out there and entering these types of contests or getting opportunities for themselves to grow? The worst thing that can happen to you is learning a lesson. That's how I like to think of it. Like, you can take and you can take something good out of pretty much any failure and if you just look for that lesson and everything like every rejection you can use that to get better and that's really important like there is 50, there is 50 sketchbooks around my room that is living proof that you got to fail a million times before you can make something even remotely good 
and enjoying the process of creating is really important if you want to be if you want to like do art seriously like as a as a professional you want to work on a bigger project is it's really important to love what you're doing and to enjoy the process of it and to put yourself out there because you you uh the worst thing that can happen is that you either learn a lesson or you get ignored so (laughs) yeah and being ignored isn't all that hard right (laughs) no no it's fine you can just move on to the next one and it's it's really practice to put yourself out there too and you can get good advice from people and getting learning how to take critique was very hard for me to learn because growing up in a small town with a very very loving and supportive family I have got nothing but compliments for my art and told like oh my god this is like the best and like uh something I've heard is a very common before I went on the internet I really just thought I was the best artist out there because that's all I've really been told which is so not true now. Now I know, but it's uh, it's really it, in a way it's kind of better to know that. Well, in a lot of ways, because it, you get to see how much left there is for you to learn, and like it's exciting, I guess for me anyway. That like I'm never gonna run out of stuff to learn, and I can always get better and better. And that's how you got to think of it. Trying to think. of about it as like what you're doing bad now but like how you can be better now (laughs) I love that advice even even where I'm at today I still feel like I have so much to learn and you you definitely have to have a mindset not to start judging yourself for where you're at because you always see things online and look at other people and say how much more they have accomplished or you know how much more successful they are do you ever have those feelings and how do you kind of talk yourself out of that? Uh, it's really just, again, it's pretty much just that I love. So like, I love what I do so much. So it doesn't really matter to me as much. Like I, I know I'm never going to be the best in the world, but I'm going to try my very best and I'm going to be the best at telling the stories that I want to tell. Cause you know, you're the only person that can do what you can do. Like nobody's going to be able to tell the same story the same way you would have, which is like my favorite part of, of illustrating and drawing and animating, which I, I'd like to work in animation when I'm older. And it's just, I, I just love it so much. So no matter if I'm like the worst, uh, worst person in a studio, I don't know if I care. I don't think I'd care too much because I just love what I do so much. I love that. Have you been doing any animation yet? I've done some, I've done some, uh, some little like exercises and I've been planning a short film recently, right? As my arm has been, as my wrist has been healing, I've been planning on, uh, working on a short film as my next long-term project that I think would be good for portfolio and getting into college and really, really trying to learn animation. And I, I feel like jumping into a project and learning the hard way is the easiest way for me to learn. So yeah, well, I can't wait to see it when it's done. This podcast is called Girl Brave. I'd love to hear your definition of being brave and if you think you are brave. Uh, being brave is, is I, I think a lot of people say being brave is fearless, but I don't think I really agree with that because I don't think any person is fearless. It's being more powerful than, than that fear. And going and being able to push past that for the things that you really care about 
And so like, if you have a goal and you push past your fear of failure to try it and to fail and then to get better and then to do it. So I think bravery is just, uh, you can still have fears and be brave, but not letting fear control you. And I, I guess, and I, I would say I'm brave in some aspects. I've, I've, I've done stuff that scared me before. I love that answer. Thank you. All right. So I have a few more little fun, quick questions. And then I'd like to hear more about what's next and tell us where we could pre-order the book and all that sort of stuff. But first, okay. I wanted to ask you, which do you prefer, jeans or leggings? Jeans. I, I very much don't like leggings. <laughs> Salty or sweet? Uh, sweet. Reading or Netflix? Mm. Or maybe I should say drawing or Netflix. <laughs> drawing or, oh, drawing then. I, 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 well, uh, I usually draw and, I like, I draw and watch Netflix sometimes. Uh, I guess drawing, yeah. What's been your most recent Netflix watch? I, I don't think I've really been watching much lately, actually. I, uh, what was the last thing I watched? I just, I finished something not too long ago. Uh, the Promise Neverland. It's an, it's an anime on Netflix. It's really good. And I've been reading The Hunger Games. Great book series. My daughter just finished reading her other series, Suzanne Collins' other series, and she really loved it, too. Oh, nice. Who do you admire most and why? Uh, my family, for sure. Just because I'm really, I, I'm really, really grateful for my family. And I love everyone in my family. And they're so nice. And I, 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 I I'm really lucky to have such a good family. So I, I admire my family a lot. And my friends. Uh, uh, one friend in particular, I really admire her. She's really... She's really smart and really strong, and she makes me want to work harder. That's very sweet. What superpower would you like to have? Shapeshifting. Shapeshifting or flying, I think. And what would you shapeshift into? Uh, I don't know. I've always, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to be a dragon, uh, if I didn't think about it at least once a month. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and my last one is, do you have a favorite band or musician that you're listening to? Oh, I, I listen to very crazy. Like my, my music taste jumps around so much. But recently, <laughs> recently, my, my guilty pleasure has been listening to the High School Musical 2 soundtrack. So that's just that, that just shows how obscure my music taste can get. But that's that's what I've been listening to recently. Recently, brilliant. All right, so tell us more about how we can get our hands on this book that you illustrated. So it's going to be available for ordering in Canada uh, a week before Christmas, and you can pre-order it now at davidyeagerbooks.com, and it will ship immediately once uh, they get the order in. And 100% of the profits go to Art Solution, which is this really great uh, organization that is about getting young refugees uh, healing through collaborative art. It's really awesome. Um, they have an Instagram account, too. What is the Instagram account? 
Art Olution. It's spelled so that's A R T O L U T I O N. Art Olution. Really great account. There's lots of really uplifting posts and projects that you can look through. And I'm very proud to be a part of something that's uh, that like all the money is going to. That's great. That's great. And tell me a little bit more about the book, Purple Rules. Purple Rules, it is, it's about this really diverse, bustling land kingdom thing that they're all happy. And there's a bunch of people of different colors, like red people and green people and blue people. And and one day this big, bad purple king comes in and takes over everything and starts making rules and based on the color of people which is a subtle or very not subtle uh metaphor (laughs) that that really helps it's a really simple way to like start talking about those sorts of topics uh for for kids i I think the demographic is like six to 12 year old uh, years old so if you have any kids around that age or if you're a teacher or something it's a it's a good uh Good book to add to your library. Great. Well, I can't wait to get my copy. I'll be sure to pre-order my book. And gosh, thanks so much for being here today. I love talking to you. You're an inspiration to me. I'm definitely going to go out and fail some more times today and put myself out there. Oh, thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, have a great day. Yes, you too. Thank you so much for joining me on the Girl Brave podcast. If you would like an encouraging daily text message, remember, I send those out every day. Yes. And you'll never know when you get it because it comes at a new time every day. Go to my website at pincurlgirls, that's P-I-N-C-U-R-L-G-I-R-L-S, and click on the top where it says encouraging text messages. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.